Thanks for joining us for the special Mid-East Prophecy Edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. shares the Mid-East Prophecy Update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. Today, Pastor J.D. continues answering how the COVID-19 vaccine might become the actual mark of the beast. One thing Pastor J.D. makes clear is that if you've already taken the vaccine, you have not, I repeat, you have not taken the mark of the beast. Taking the mark of the beast is a willful act of worship, which is quite different than receiving a vaccine. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update on YouTube. Now, here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on January 24th, 2021. Pictured here is a COVID-19 vaccine AstraZeneca box. And I want to draw your attention to CHADOX1-S, recombinant. The reason being is that there are those who claim that the recombinant strains used in the AstraZeneca are grown from the fetal tissue of an aborted baby. There was a video that was uploaded and then censored and removed on December 6th, showing the possibility of the recombinant DNA and MRC-5 being originally developed from research deriving lung tissue from a 14-week-old aborted Caucasian male fetus. Okay, that's AstraZeneca. What about Pfizer and Moderna? I'm glad you asked. On December 20th, the National Review published a report confirming that both use fetal tissue. In the case of both the Pfizer and Moderna vaccines, it was HEK293 kidney cells that were used. These are believed to have originated with an abortion. In this article, and we have the link, They quote a doctor who tries to play it down, kind of like the AstraZeneca policy. So here's a quote. While the connection with abortion is still there, Pfizer and Moderna have not been trafficking in babies' body parts in the same way that Planned Parenthood has been accused of. Oh, that makes it okay. Dr. Meany concurred with this assessment calling it a very important distinction between reproduced fetal cell lines and fetal tissue. They want to delineate and kind of, you know, make it more palatable. There's only one problem. It's the same word, fetal. Fetal. You can pretty it up and clean it up and do whatever you want. It's still an aborted baby. 
a very important distinction between reproduced fetal cell lines and fetal tissue, though he stipulates, and in all fairness to his credit, he says this, quote, in his opinion, it is wrong in every case for scientists to work with this material. I concur. On June 5th of last year, ScienceMag.com also confirmed the use of human fetal cell lines from an aborted fetus. At least five, quoting, of the candidate COVID-19 vaccines use one of two human fetal cell lines, HEK-293, a kidney cell line widely used in research and industry that comes from a fetus aborted in about 1972, and PER.C6, a proprietary cell line owned by Janssen, a subsidiary of Johnson & Johnson, developed from retinal cells from an 18-week-old fetus aborted in 1985. Again, don't take my word for it. Do your own research. Listen, if I can find this, you can find this. Let's move to the how. Question number four. How will the vaccine actually become, become the mark of the beast? How? To this question, I should also include another question of how can the vaccine become the mark of the beast when it cannot be injected into the forehead? It's into the the arm, not the head or the hand. Answer, here's how. The technology is such that the vaccine will be administered by way of a quantum dot tattoo, both powered and monitored by what's known as luciferase. No way. (laughs) Whoever said no way, I love you, man. Way. You have to understand that lucifer means light bearer. So this is what powers it. It gives it the the light, the power, the energy. It illuminates it. Luciferase. It's like Lucifer erase. That's how, I mean, (laughs) pictured here is the NIH National Center for Biotechnology Information webpage about creating self-illuminating quantum dot conjugates. Let me quote from the abstract. A new type of quantum dot conjugate has been reported that can luminesce with no need for external excitation. These self-illuminating quantum dot conjugates can be prepared by coupling of commercially available carboxylate presenting quantum dots to the light-emitting protein ranilla luciferous, the energy released to the quantum dot, still quoting, through bioluminescence resonance energy transfer leads to quantum dot light emission. In layman's terms, this technology will be the energy source 
for a transhuman operating system with all of one's identification and information vis-a-vis what's supposed to be a vaccination. Picture here is an illustration from scientificamerican.com showing the luciferous quantum dot tattoo being placed on and in one's skin. Uh, allow me parenthetically to uh, mention this here. There's a, again, if you have ears to hear, this is a non-issue. If you don't have ears to hear, you've um, slandered your brethren over the wording in Revelation 13. No, it's not on, it's in. No, it's not in, it's on. You ready for this? It's both. It's both. That's what this does. It goes on and then in. Stop arguing with the saved. Start reaching the lost. Please. I plead with you. Okay. Lord, help me. What follows are several screenshots of photos from a Georgia Tech YouTube video showing the actual quantum dot microneedle patches to deliver a vaccination. Looks kind of like a band-aid, doesn't it? It's a patch containing microneedles. In part one we made the connection between Revelation 13 and the original language of the Greek New Testament. The mark has with it this idea of palisades, sharp pointed objects. What's this? This is the mark. And you put it on your on your forehead. Well, why would you put it on your forehead? Oh, what if you don't have hands, prosthetics? You're going to put it on the forehead. What if that's your preference? You know, this whole conditioning thing. I went into the bank the other day. I'll never go back to the bank. i got an app now. I can scan all my deposits. I'm never going back there again. I'm so traumatized by what happened. I walked in, there's this guy at the door. He says, you need to stand in front of this uh, thing, and we have to uh, scan you. I'm like, what? So here's this device, and you know, you, you walk up to it, and you know, it's kind of like, no, it didn't say that, but <laughs> it starts scanning me and takes my temperature, scanning my forehead. Are you kidding me? It's a preconditioning. It's a preparing. It's a precursor. Here's a close-up of the other side of the band-aid-looking patch in the previous video. Here's another view of the side that goes on and in the skin. You put it on, the needles go in, and then they dissolve, and it delivers the poisonous venom. And then once it does that, they can scan it. Oh, you've been vaccinated. So you, don't, you, you can enter in and you can buy your spicy ahi poke today. I know I said this before, I hope you don't tire of me saying it again, but it's true. Mask is one letter away from Mark. M-A-S-K-M-A-R-K. We cannot buy or sell without a mask. Preconditioning, preparing, precursor. 
Here's a screenshot of a woman as she places it on her forehand. This link is uh, below there on the site. You can watch this video if you want. (laughs) Pray before you do. Chilling. Back on April 8th of last year, Carnegie Mellon University published a report about CMU having developed microneedle patches that are ready for COVID-19. In it, they say the microneedle arrays contain hundreds of tiny needles, palisades, clustered on a miniature patch about the size of a contact lens. That's pretty small. The microneedles are made from biodissolvable sugar-like natural materials, and the vaccine or drug to be delivered is mixed with this water-soluble material when fabricating the microneedles. When applied onto the skin, the microneedles quickly dissolve and deliver the medication. Due to the small size of the needles, the microneedle patch causes no pain or bleeding. Oh, that's so nice. Thank you so much that it doesn't. Question number five. How does the vaccine actually alter the human DNA? Answer, by way of what's known as CRISPR-Cas9 technology, which in effect slices the human DNA and splices the human DNA. Here's a screenshot from sciencenews.org published on August 14, 2019 about this CRISPR-Cas9 technology, which is a, quote, re-engineered virus hunter originally developed by bacteria. In 2012 and 13, scientists described how the system could be tweaked, listen, to cut DNA in precise locations, and then demonstrated how it could be deployed in human and animal cells. A piece of RNA, sound familiar? a single-stranded genetic molecule similar to DNA is the CRISPR part and guides an enzyme called Cas9 to a particular spot in the genetic instruction book or genome, your genetic DNA code. The enzyme slices through both strands of the DNA double helix. Cuts can be used to disable certain genes, snip out troublesome DNA, or even repair a problem. (laughs) Is that right? How convenient. How convenient. Just last Monday, January 18th, Genetic Engineering and Biotechnology News published an article about how DARPA, the Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency, which oversees government research and development programs, is now funding CRISPR diagnostics using mammoth IDBY DNA technologies. Here's a quote. The device will apply a platform designed to provide actionable data for, listen to this word, biosurveillance. (laughs) 
It's right here. This is exactly what it is. <laughs> wow. Biosurveillance efforts, which DARPA said included characterization of known and emergent pathogens in circulation to inform countermeasure deployment. This is a weapon. The device is intended to enable early threat detection, access disease severity, and improve situational awareness. The contract enables DARPA to carry out its, quote, detect it with gene editing technologies, DIGIT, D-I-G-E-T, the acronym. DIGIT calls for developing a massively multiplex detection device for 1,000 or more targets, as well as a handheld disposable point-of-need device for detection of at least 10 targets, both pathogens and host biomarkers. Biomarkers. Mobile device. On point. On demand. To scan. That's what that is. Back on April 12, 2018, Business Insider published an article titled, Bill Gates says it would be a tragedy to pass up a controversial, revolutionary gene editing technology. Quote, Bill Gates is advocating for the use of genetic editing tools like CRISPR. CRISPR allows scientists to edit DNA eliminating undesirable genes, like the human ones, and potentially swapping in preferable alternatives. In the past few years, scientists have revolutionized our ability to do so with the discovery and refinement of a molecular tool called CRISPR that allows us to edit sections of DNA, alter sections of DNA. This tool can snip specific parts of genetic code out and replace them with new segments, eliminating diseases or giving, I'm still quoting, creatures, whole new traits. Ah, really? While it was possible to edit DNA before CRISPR's discovery, this tool allows us to do so far more accurately and cheaply than ever before. If the world is to continue the remarkable progress of the past few decades, it is vital that scientists, subject to safety and ethics guidelines, be encouraged to continue taking advantage of such promising tools as CRISPR, Gates wrote. Quoting still, Gates has been long supportive of using genetic editing tools. He was one of the early investors in Editus Medicine, one of the first companies to start trying to use CRISPR to eliminate human diseases. We should not be surprised. His dad was one of the founders of the eugenics movement. 
they repackaged it and called it Planned Parenthood. Gates Foundation researchers have worked for nearly a decade on ways to use genetic editing to improve crops. By the way, uh, Gates is buying up large swaths of farmland to improve crops and to wipe out malaria-carrying mosquitoes. That's a whole other topic for another time. The ability to easily modify DNA is a wildly powerful tool that could do a world of good, as long as it's done carefully. As Gates wrote, and I quote, it would be a tragedy to pass up the opportunity. April 30th of last year, Bill Gates in a video on his Gates Notes blog, which was also posted on his YouTube channel, that never got pulled down, explains what he refers to as RNA and DNA vaccines using this model, pictured here, of the human DNA strand. Quoting Gates, that's why I'm particularly excited by two new approaches, RNA and DNA vaccines. If one of these new approaches pans out, this is April 30th of last year, we'll likely be able to get vaccines out to the whole world much faster. One final way that's new and is promising is called the RNA vaccine. With RNA and DNA, listen to this, instead of putting that shape in, you put instructions in the code to make that shape. Uh, Let me see if I can say the same thing in a different way. mRNA, the M is messenger. So it's a message, like an email message, that is sent to your DNA. And it re-instructs it, splices it, slices it, and inserts in it this new whatever it is. Here's a quote from Bill Gates, pictured here with his wife from a video when He was in Brussels, Belgium on January 22, 2015, speaking at a conference. Is there something to worry about with medications? (laughs) Might some of them have side effects? Do we need safety testing? I mean, we're taking things that are, you know, genetically modified organisms, and we're injecting them into little kids' arms. We just shoot them right in the vein. And that's exactly how he does it. He, he demonstrates it. It's, it's so eerie. He, and we just shoot him in the arms, and then he's got this smile on his face. I'm like, really? Hang in there with me. There's one last thing on the altering of human DNA before uh, we move any further, and it has to do with the why. So that's the how. We've discussed the when, but why? Why alter the human DNA? Well, Satan, from the very beginning, has sought to corrupt human DNA. Thanks for joining us for this special Mideast Prophecy Update edition of In Spirit and Truth. We understand how important it is to know what God's Word says, especially in our world today. All around us, we see violence and despair running seemingly unchecked. We do what we can to alleviate these crises we encounter, 
But all the while, we know evil is waiting right around the corner. The Bible tells us that Jesus will return one day and finally wipe the enemy's influence from the face of the earth forever. This event is closer than we may think, and it's important to know what to expect. The prophecies we read in the Bible can be confusing, but they do provide us with clues as to what we'll see unfolding in our world as we near the return of our King. Each week in the Mideast Prophecy Update, Pastor J.D. takes a look at the current events happening around the globe and holds them up to the lens of God's Word. He shares what God reveals to him with you each week. This information is not meant to scare you, but rather to inspire you to take the gospel message out into the world. Every person needs to have the chance to meet Jesus before he returns and to know what his love and grace can do for them. These Mid-East Prophecy Updates are available to you on our YouTube channel as well or through our mobile app. Visit InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com to find links to both. Thanks for listening today and be sure to join us for the next update right here on In Spirit and Truth.